Welcome to Old School, Cenk Hugo, Michael Schur with you guys. Brought to you by the thugs at shoptyt.com. So check out and get your merch there. Also brought to you by the thugs at twostrongcoffee.com slash tyt. You gotta put the slash tyt, otherwise we don't get credit for it. All right, Michael, lots to talk about here, obviously, on a show about nothing. So we are going, we might get to later in the program, what color should the months be? What? Interesting. What color should the months be? Yeah, for example, March. What color should March be? Okay, this is one of the easiest ones. Green. Correct. Right. Okay, see, it's got St. Patrick's and it's spring and. That is exactly right. You see? But I go down from there. Like, I. Well, no, no, no. There's some that are no brainers. I don't think I could name 12 colors. Okay, I. Think you can, okay? And we cheated on one. One was light blue, one's regular blue, um, but uh, but it, my son and I did it, and I'm sure that we are 85% correct. Okay, wow. by by correct, I mean America would look at it and go, that is correct. Can I stop though? Just one for one? No, no. I'm going to going to go two for two. You ready? Okay. Yeah. October. Well, okay. This is a tough one because it can be one of two colors. It could be. I'm gonna go with orange. Correct, two okay. for two. You see that? Okay, see you're, you're better been at black. this game. Than you. It could have been, but it's not. Right. Okay, no, because it's more definitively orange. Well, right, but there was Black Friday happened in October. There's black with. I'm pretty sure Black Friday doesn't happen in October. It happens in November. Black Friday was November. Yeah. What? Thanksgiving? It's the no, Friday no. Well, I'm thinking about Black Friday. You're right. Black Friday is in November. Oh. I meant, I meant the, the stock market. The crash? stock market crash. Oh, yeah. you're the only person who thinks that's Black Friday. Right. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, at least yeah. since 1937. Right. No, but I'm talking about the one that <laughs> crashed in the 80s. So. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, we might do the rest of the months later. We'll see. Uh, we'll get your input, uh, but we won't believe it. Um, and later in the program, what are you gonna do? What would you do? This is a big one. Yeah. If uh, you think you're relatively close to death, okay. What would I do? Yeah. So hold. Okay. We'll get to it a little bit later. And John, when you get a chance, I'll take the iPad. Okay. And uh, but I'm gonna start with this. So you have a reputation. Your son's here. I don't know if he knows it. In fact, he probably knows it the best. As a as a raging driver. <laughs> Okay, is that reputation correct or incorrect? I would say I have road rage, but I would I don't I mean what what's what is here's the thing. So two things. One is you don't see a lot of rage from me anywhere else in life. That is definitely right? true. And so I think the fact that I even lose my temper on the road is jarring to people who drive with me because it's a it's a me that a lot of people don't see. But I don't get out of the car with a pipe. And I don't, I don't, you know, I actually don't flip the bird. I will occasionally sarcastically applaud someone who did something that that pissed me off. Um, and, and so, yes, I get. I, it is where I endure inefficiency uh, least. Now, I, that's a prelude to a question that I have for you. Okay. Uh, but uh, but first, I'll have to, I'll have to say a couple of things. Number one, uh, I do know people who literally get out of cars with lead pipes. Right. Uh, okay, that's in Turkey, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Everybody, I know. Like, yeah, well, in, in Turkey, Turkey I know some people who don't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a couple people who don't. Uh, and I literally uh, flipped the bird uh, at someone 
uh, on Sunday, so yesterday. Uh, were you with your family or were you by yourself? Yeah, with my family. Okay, cool. okay so, How'd that work out? Um, was it Sunday or was it Friday? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, how did it work out? Great. I thought everyone involved was really happy about it, especially yeah. my wife. <laughs> Always, but she was probably pissed about something beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, no, no. So this guy was a, was a total jerk in how he cut me off. He gave me the finger, I gave him the finger back. Uh, I'm like, wait, you don't get to give me the finger when you're the ass who cut me off in the first place, right? right so why did what did he? What was he pissed at you about? Just being uh, oh, pissed. Oh, I know. Well, actually, he, when he cut me off, I probably honked at him pretty significantly. Right, 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 right. Um, but so, you had the right to do, and I will do that also. Right. So we exchanged birds, but you know, no tweets involved though. Uh, and my wife was just worried. Look, people have guns, right? Right. And so that happens. So I hear it. But here's the conundrum: the merge conundrum. So this happens to me every day on the highway that I happen to take, okay? And so there is a merge, it's always crowded. The zipper merge, are you talking about a zipper merge? Like where everybody- No, not as total, well, you tell me. I'm not sure I know exactly what a zipper merge is. So so we're on the road and we're stuck in traffic, which is what happens every day, it's LA, right? There's an exit that comes in. But they their runway on their merge is fairly long. Yeah. But they're merging into like still traffic. So they merge like 10, 20 cars in front of us. Right. Even though they start behind us. Yeah. Okay. Now they're not doing anything wrong. They're no. in their merge lane. Okay. Right. And I applaud that, by the way. Them going all I the way. I think that's a very good aggressive There's driving. There's no way that I wouldn't do the same. Yeah. I want to be clear. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, having said that, it drives me crazy. Right, but it's not you. It's of course, especially because I'm trying yeah. to get to the show on time. Right. And we're in standstill traffic, and I got 20 cars that pass me and go right in front of me because of their merge lane. Right. So I started to stick my butt out into the merging lane. Oh yeah, to to, to so to, they can't get around. I, yeah. Yeah. I know that. That's yeah. That's okay. a great move too. <laughs> a is it a dick move or is it not? It's an it's a New York New Jersey move. It's not a California move. So people out here aren't accustomed to that kind of you know yeah assery. Uh, and and it, it's but it's a great move. I think it's fantastic. So look, because here's my three options, right? Because you're not really sorry, like you're preventing them from doing from doing something they want to do, but what they want to do doesn't totally interfere with what you want to do, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's just being well, difficult. no, no, it doesn't interfere because they're coming in front of me. Like if they come in front of me and leave and go into another lane, that's different. I don't yeah, care. You don't care. You right? Don't care. I, they're just mm-hmm. extending the amount of time I have to sit there and wait. Well, so why are you waiting? Why aren't you? Why don't you pull her? Well, that's the thing, yeah. though. What's the bigger dick move? Because yes, you have three options. One is just sit there and take it and let the 20 cars go in front of right. you when you're late and it's annoying, etc. Right. Option number three, stick your butt out, prevent them from getting in front of you, but but you're not cutting anyone. Right. Option number three is the one you're talking about, which is screw it, go into the merge lane, zoom all the way up and cut someone else. Yeah, off. that's what you should do. Right. Yeah. You think that's what you should do? I but think isn't that a bigger dick move? No, it's not because that's an efficiency move. That's that is that is doing what is, you know, soft legal, and the the soft legal. The, the, I the, love that. The other one is like just sitting where you are is like you know you should you deserve to be late for the show if you're in that lane. So you uh-huh. either have to 
you know, do what you did just to be difficult. But really, the move is to go. That's around. interesting because yeah. I thought sticking your butt out was a compromise position. No. But you're saying it's actually worse than just cheating. It, yeah, because all you're, you're pissing this guy off, right? Or girl? Yeah, a bunch of behind them. a bunch of people, right? Who are who are really upset. So when you get down there, you're setting yourself up for aggravation from these people, and getting in and and getting where you're going. You're not getting there any faster. I mean, I guess they're coming around no, and they're going to cut because they're going to cut you 10 off. Of them You're that, blocking. That are yeah. cut me off. I guess that's the second option. The worst option is to sit where you are. Wow, you see that? See, he's a rage driver because a lot of drivers will be like, "What? Well, just stay. You'll be fine. You'll get there two minutes later. Who cares?" Right, right. Or that's about later. the point where Asher texts me, "What's your ETA?" So for me, I'm <laughs> definitely going around. I feel like even though when I stick the butt out. I make enemies of the people behind me. I make friends of all the people in front of me. They don't know it though. I, I look, we're in standstill traffic, so I think they're like, but, I look back. No, I And know. if I see somebody else sticking their butt out, I think, like, but that's a boy. If these people were savvy enough to do that, they wouldn't be in that lane in the first place. Mm, no, but there's no, you're in the last. Oh, oh I'm sorry. The th other part of the story is that they. <laughs> You're, I believe there's more. I know, right? This is a very important thing. Yeah. Um, we're going to an exit. That lane is going to an exit, so you don't have a choice to but to be in that lane. You have to be in that lane. You have so, to be in that lane. So if you're going to the exit, you you can't get around the traffic other than going other than going around the traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be in that lane. But there is a there is a way to get around all that mess. The other thing is, if I think I know which one you're talking about, you can also go off to the left. As one of your options at the bottom, right, uh, or not? Okay, now it's getting too confusing. Okay, never because mind. it depends on where it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Anyways, all right. I feel like we've adjudicated it, and I feel like good. I'm going to get here earlier because I now because John also nodded at uh, John's our stage manager today, at not Idarola, different one. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, at uh, at your uh, suggestion. So that's it. Every day I'm cutting you guys off. Yeah. Okay, off. so yeah. and you have Michael and John to thank. And sticking the butt out thing, that's fun, that's cute, but it's not it's not as good. All right, fair, yeah. fair. All right, I'm gonna read some random comments and then we're gonna get to the main question, Parkinson's, okay? Uh, Gavin Marita says, I would pay money to see a special episode of Old School following Jenk and Michael attempting to drive around Boston. You probably would, yeah. you probably right. would, yeah. okay? Uh, and. There's a lot of cities, by the way, whose traffic is worse than LA's. I don't. I I want LA's traffic to be overhyped, right. so less people come know, here, and we don't have mean, actual yeah. traffic problems. We have decent traffic problems. Washington is definitely worse. Washington. Atlanta is far worse, and obviously inside Manhattan and getting into Manhattan is far far worse. My dad used to think that there should be a uh, the toll to get into Manhattan should be a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Which he was, was ahead of his time. That's yeah, well, yeah, that now. By the way, it is now. Yeah, uh, well, but yeah, also Houston. Oh, uh, no, he was terrible. So terrible many cities. Traffic. Miami, terrible. Okay. Miami, terrible traffic. Yeah. yeah, but the Beltway in DC might be the worst. I, I, I think Atlanta, like leaving Atlanta, going out into the greater Atlanta metroplex, I think is the worst traffic I've been. Yeah, except of course for Istanbul. Which oh yeah, Istanbul's the worst traffic I've ever been in. Istanbul, Bangkok too, but Istanbul was really the worst. Yeah, and I would never drive in Istanbul. I just wouldn't like, 
Well, you don't. What, don't no, you I just take uh, taxis and cars. Well, I was driving still. I was in a taxi too. In yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already you're playing still with your life. Still takes forever, though. It, it, you're, one, it takes forever. A lot of times, two, you're playing with your life. But three, that's why I don't do it because, like, guys will drive on sidewalks yeah. and stuff like that. You don't. And so I don't know what to expect. Like in American traffic, I know what to expect. Right. I know relatively what's going to happen in in Turkish traffic. This is now this is a long time ago, so to be fair. But when they started putting in more and more traffic lights, yeah, uh, my best friend's dad stopped at a red light, and a guy came in and smashed him from behind, and they and he came out with a lead bar, Jesus. crowbar. The guy in the back, the guy who hit him, yeah. and so my dad's uh, my friend's uh, dad. Also came out and they were about to fight and stuff. And he's like, "What?" Do you? And he's like, "What? You ran into me? Why are you fighting me?" He's like, "What kind of?" I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but there I said, "Say it, it. in okay, Turkish." Sir, say it in what, Turkish. What kind of autospuchoju <laughs> stops at a traffic light? Okay, and that was like classic Turkish, you know, traffic yeah, back yeah, then. Right. But I've I've seen it. Who I've stops seen, at a traffic light? Like, what kind of a jerk stops at a traffic light? Okay. Uh, Shy Coltrane forty two says Michael's an outlaw. Who knew? LOL. Yeah, yeah a bit of an Such outlaw. An outlaw. Yeah. yeah. Pale Blue Dust says really like seeing more Michael recent uh, Michael recently. We should make that a thing. Boom. High and ready for old school retro four K says okay to each his own. God bless. Uh, and look at this. Sully wrote in two o five p.m. April Tuesday eleventh. Kia Ora hello from New Zealand. Oh wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. New that, Zealand watching us in the afternoon yeah, tomorrow. That's right. Right. Etiaroa? No, this, I'm never going to get that pronunciation right. What is what is the A O T A R O A? I have no idea where that is in New Zealand. Uh, the fact that Aotearoa. You don't know either. A O T A. Okay. Oh, no, you it, couldn't pronounce it. Uh, well, first of all, that's yeah, true. But yeah. Michael was like, "Oh, the representative from Atora is." <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have Guam though, and American Samoa. Uh, yeah, okay, the progressive counter in Twitch makes a good point. A rule of driving, if you pull moves, be prepared to accept the moves pulled on you in retaliation. Totally agree. That's true. But and the rule of road rage is you don't. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's the being road rageous is, is hypocritical because generally speaking, you're pissed off at somebody who's doing the exact same thing you would do to be more efficient if you were them. Yeah, if you're in that... T- it, if you're that type of person, right, right, right. right. Um, so, uh, and last thing, if the my number one pet peeve in driving is someone who cuts you off, then slows down. Oh, it's the worst. You, it's can, the worst. you can cut me off. It's okay. I got you, brother. Sometimes you're in a hurry. I got it. No problem, right? But yeah. you can't slow down. Or who cuts you off? Who, who who slows down the whole show, but had no reason to change lanes. There was no reason that person should have changed lanes. Yeah. They change lanes and they just make it everything slower. But they, it's not like they were cutting off to get to an exit and you know uh, doing something that had a purpose. That to me drives me crazy. Agreed. All right. By the way, Brandy King and Richard, new members on YouTube. Look at you guys, love it. Uh, hit the join button below to join them or tyt.com slash join. In fact, you'll get the second episode uh, if you're a member uh, today. Second episode of Old School Tonight. So let's get to the main uh, event. Um, so a bunch of shows I'm watching randomly have somebody who's got Parkinson's or cancer. Uh, and so they're pretty much a goner. Right, and so they're going to have anywhere between. So Parkinson's. I mean, in everyone case, in the show, they're they're written as. They're written as, yeah. yeah. 
And so, and Parkinson's is not clear cut, obviously, and it's over a stretch of time, which is the interesting part, right? So it's not like you know you're gonna die tomorrow or next week. But you got a stretch of some number of months to two years, right? In the stage four cancer or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, Advanced, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So that becomes a much harder question. Let's let's assume it's two years. Okay. What do you do? So I mean, like, if you, if you know you have X amount of time to live, what do you do? Yeah, like so. If somebody said to me, "You're dying tomorrow," that's kind of that's easy. You get your family around, you hug the bejesus out of them. You watch hockey. Uh, well, yeah. okay, yeah. and you know, and uh, cocaine, probably heroin. Okay, because <laughs> Would you- I'm gonna die in a day. What difference does it make? I mean, in the beginning of train spotting, they said heroin. What do you think? We're stupid? No, it's a thousand times better than any orgasm you've ever had. I was like. Really? Okay, on the last day, could be, could be, right? Now you don't want to do it before, because no. it'll mess up your life, and you. I don't think, I, but but you just said you'd be with your family, so you'd be all strung out with your family. No, no, towards the end, towards the end. But We're in the last the couple of hours, hours okay? <laughs> Is it like ah? And they're like, okay, come on, guys, hug him. Yeah. Okay. I'd still rather watch hockey. Okay. But that's what nuts. Nuts. Yeah. nuts. Okay. So, so one to two days is easy. If I had two months, I think I'd hurry up and finish whatever books I was working on, like so that I can say, okay, I'm leaving this behind. I hope somebody gets something out of it, yeah. right? And obviously with the family, etc. But you can't, two months is too long to just hug your family for the entire day. Right. We gotta eat, right? Yeah. We gotta, they gotta live their lives, they gotta go to school yeah, and right. stuff, right? But two years is, I think, where it gets really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, my dad was given about that, uh, and and lasted a little less than that. But I mean, he was given like, you know, they they didn't give him a, a number, but they just said basically the doctor said, "You're not going to live as long as everybody in this room," uh, basically. And it was wow. My family. So yeah, I remember so, your dad died young. Yeah, of course, I yeah, know that. Yeah. But I didn't know what it would it would was. It was from, cancer. He had cancer. Yeah, okay. and it was stage four cancer that had metastasized, and. He all he wanted is that's him, right? And I think I'd be a lot alike. He wanted to be with us, um, but he wanted to travel. He just wanted to go everywhere. So, but he would schedule perfectly schedule because he was far more organized than his son. But he his he had a you know he kept a, a meticulous schedule, and he knew when he was having his treatments. How long it would take to recover from those treatments in terms of being, uh, you know, exhausted and whatnot? And then he book flights, and they would just he and my mom, he and all of us, we would just go places, and that's what he wanted to do, which I would do. I would do that rather than than write my book or write anything. I mean, I you know, if I had procrastinated doing all that stuff until I got a horrible diagnosis, um, I think that I would uh, I would just get on the road. Yeah, so don't don't get me wrong. I wouldn't start a book. That's nuts, right? right? right. That's take up all your time. That's not the way to go. Trust me, I just finished the book. Right, this is brutal. Um, and I'm actually on the last last read through slash edit the next couple of days. So, but you know, my it's point, funny. I uh, <laughs> just happen to have one sitting right here. Do this you? Is, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I was just, as uh, if as if I had. Two days to live, I would read this. Is what there you go, justice is um, coming. <laughs> Tyt.com slash justice, you can pre-order now. Um, okay, um, I would never start that process, but I want to finish it, yeah. right? And there's another book that I'm gonna probably 
put out 10 years from now that has nothing to do with politics. Uh, probably called the point of life. Okay, you have that to look forward to. But I've already written like a couple hundred pages. Of the point of life? Yeah, but no. it's like a hodgepodge, total right. hodgepodge. And the thing I realized with justice is coming is until you write a book, you, of course you don't, there's no reason to know this. But the hardest thing is moving the puzzle around. Like you right. write a bunch of stuff and then you have to see, okay, yes, but where does it fit? Yeah. Right? Oh, that section is really good, but it doesn't actually make sense in this chapter. I got to move it to another yeah. chapter. And then, man, that jigsaw puzzle, that was the most stressful part. Yeah. Right? I wrote like 600 pages. We cut like 300 of, of those out. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but actually, and right, then no, getting it, have it be I a coherent book. That. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine that's a tough one. Yeah. It would be ironic if um, you didn't finish the point of life uh, before you died. Yeah, you're right. right. That's why so I got to finish. You got to finish it. That's, that's why I got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> he never finished the point of life. Yeah. So just vacations, but that's the thing, you know. I mean, you can't. Not everybody has that luxury. Either. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I was that, that, to get that's the that thing. Next. And and my dad was like, I, "This is how much I have, and this is what I'm going to do, and I want to be around you guys as much as I can." He worked, you know. He didn't. He didn't just up and go. And and not every trip was, you know, some of the trips were three day trips, some of them were longer. Um, but it was it was that mentality is what what informed those, you know. That time, and and I, I think that um, obviously he would have rewritten it if he could have rewritten it. But knowing how it was, how it panned out, I think that he would probably say that he was pleased that he got to do the things he did in that time. Yeah. So, so number one, I think I got to keep working so that I could at least do something with TYT that sets up my. Family to be okay, right? Right. So I don't. I wouldn't have the luxury if it's two years of going. Okay, I'm done. Right. right? So I'd have to keep working a little, a decent amount. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I got to finish. Your but you'd want to, and, and knowing you, you'd you'd be learning more about healthcare. <laughs> learning uh -huh. more. I mean, in this process, presumably yeah. more about healthcare. When you're on the inside, you know more than you did when you were on the outside. And so you'd have a lot more, it's hard to imagine, but you'd have a lot to say about those things when you were doing them. Yeah. I guess part of what I'm like wrestling with in my mind is to what degree do you say, okay, this is my time to be selfish, right? Like That is a time to be selfish. But selfish doesn't mean you're only thinking about yourself. It's you're doing things that you like, like right. family. Like family. That's about friends. your family, right. but it's also for you, right? Yeah, and friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But do you do you say like, Jake, what are you doing? Why why bother finishing a book? What difference does it make? You're going to be dead, right? So right. Well, you explained it because you said legacy stuff, right? I mean, to you, that's important to leave this book behind, the point of life. Yeah, for me, it's just a little different. Okay, this is, it's, I don't, I don't think it's semantics, though. I don't care about my legacy. I am positive that once I die, I experience nothing going forward, right? So like legacy is just, how do I think they're gonna perceive me later while I'm still alive? It seems like tangential. Like I don't, I'm not driven by that. No, I know, but but you said it. I was just saying what you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, so. I know, I know. That's what you're not wrong. Like yeah. you just 
the word legacy is a little off is all I'm clarifying right. in my case, right? Because what I think is, well, I think this might help people. It'd be nice to put out something that helped other people before I go. Right. Right. But that's why I say like, or what are you doing? That's this is the time to be selfish. What do you right? Right. Like don't like like I think that the show helps a little bit, helps the world a little bit. Right. Yeah, like a lot of bit. Uh, and 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 maybe you certainly others disagree. That's for sure, right? But that's partly why we do it because we think it helps. We think it helps to put out positive messages, good messages to the world, etc. So when do you stop doing it? And I kind of love doing it, but it's a beast. Obviously, you're not healthy knowing this, right? I mean, we, that's a given. Uh, well, I mean, look, the Parkinson's example is an interesting one because so it's in. Spoiler alert, sorry, it's in shrinking, okay, then yeah. Apple Plus show or show on Apple Plus. And, um, and his daughter says, hey, why don't you move in with us? But then he'd have to travel across the country, stop what his, he's a therapist, yeah. stop his job and, and leave that life behind with his friends, etc. to go stay with his family. And there's some logic in that. On the other hand, you're kind of stopping a life that you kind of like. And when do you stop it? Right. And who's to say when you go live with your family across the country, everybody's going to be happy, right? I mean, you know, people have their own lives. And, you know, uh, it would be easy for me to say, I want to spend every day with my son for the rest of my life. That would drive him crazy, right? I mean, that's <laughs> like that. that, that, that but but well, that's my first thought, right? And it's yeah. the first thing I think of is that's what I want to do. But, so there's some realistic stuff that happens. I, I think people think about bucket lists and they think about what I want to do and what I'm going to do, without thinking of that the effect on the other per people in your life as well. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I know what you're saying, but like you, you'd want to keep doing this even if there were other things you want to do because this even is, if I stop, you know, I'd come on as a guest host like not right. stop. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> I'd be making videos at home. You'd be the third wheel on the power panel. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's no way you would just stop. You couldn't just I mean, before you had this, you didn't stop. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you just now you have this. So it was a way to channel what you were doing, you know, then yeah. to now. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't just stop. I'm trying to figure out if there's anything on my bucket list that I would say I gotta do this other than heroin before I die. Little Mac McGee says, if I was gonna die, I would want to go on TYT at least one time before I went and say a last message, that and spend time with family. Well, that's awfully nice of you. Yeah. We appreciate that. That's pretty cool. You can call me just as if I knew that I had a small window of time to live for whatever reason, I'd want to choose the day I go, euthanasia. That's interesting. I wouldn't. I'd want to go to the very Me last too. second. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I, w I would too. That, but that's not everybody, clearly. There are a lot of people that think, I, I want to just keep on going. Yeah, I think that once you realize that, uh, I don't know, I, there, there's a, I'm, I keep coming back to this selfish thing, right? Because in the last couple of days, you, you, no one would begrudge you 
to be as selfish as humanly possible. Eat all the banana cream pie you like. Right. I mean, that's make the make your family that, come in and spend yeah, time with you. That writes your eulogy, right? Somebody right. stands up and says, "Oh, Jake ate four banana cream pies, and he did heroin, and he did." You know, <laughs> everybody's like, "Ah, oh. that's what I mean. That's what you're supposed to do." Yeah. So, but then when you're like, we all know we're going to die, so we just don't know when, right? So when you extend the logic, there's a argument to be made not to be completely selfish. That's not an interest. I don't think that'll lead to a, a happy life. I don't think it'll lead to a productive life. I don't think it'll lead you to the things that you think that it might lead you to if you're in that persuasion, like right. if you're of that persuasion. But there is an argument to be made that we should all be maybe a little bit more selfish. Like, hey, you've only got this one life. Like right. every day that you spend not enjoying that one life or getting the most out of it, you kind of screwed up. Well, I mean, somebody once said to me, I'm paraphrasing, that uh, you need to live a selfish life. We all do even by accident, basically. But in that selfishness, there has to be self, a lot of selflessness, too. So you're allowed to be. It's, it's kind of like what we're talking about with the but one of the... Uh, the viewers wrote in, you know, it, it's sort of the karma comes back to you, right? Yeah, you can be the 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 ass who goes around and and cuts the lane, but as long as you suffer the people that do it themselves, uh, you know, it's important. And so, like, you can. There's nothing wrong with being selfish a lot of the time, as long as you balance that with a great deal of selflessness too. Yeah, yeah, guy, I'm. You should definitely. Treat yourself if you can, for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I used to do this thing, and I, I'm sure we've talked about it on previous old schools. I used to do this thing called Jenks Day. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you know. I ever. kind of remember, like where you would just celebrate yourself or something, basically. I, I would just wake up in the morning and go, Atta boy, you're <laughs> really good, Jank. No, no, that's no. It, it no, just but you meant, would like spoil yourself, right? Yeah. It, yeah, that's what I It meant, meant like, hey, that, this is a day that's just for me. Okay, yeah. and so I'm gonna do whatever I want that day. Now, mind you, that shows you that you do not do that the other three, or at least I don't the yeah. other 364 days, right? Right? Because I'm always thinking, what does my wife want? What do my kids want? What do I have to do for work? What are this that? Yeah. Tons of responsibilities, right? On Jenks Day, there's no responsibilities. Just get up in the morning, you eat whatever you want. You you go to if you want to go to a movie, go to a movie. You don't. I mean, Jank day, they eat whatever you want. Uh, there might be some more than just one jank day. Yeah, that was the one that's a little bit more every day. <laughs> that was a little Jank, bit. Jank, I should tell you, we would go out for breakfast, and I, this is well chronicled. Jank, we would sit down for breakfast, and Jank would order the first thing he'd order. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Say a slice of lemon cake and a Coca-Cola. Yes. Like 8.30 in the morning. Uh, and then breakfast. So that, <laughs> that, and that wasn't Jenks Day. That was just breakfast. So. That was just Friday. Yeah, that was just Friday. Every okay. Friday we had breakfast yeah. for a while. That was great. So I, to be fair to me, I yeah. do not have lemon cake every day right. when I wake up. But I do have Coke in the morning right. and in the afternoon and at night. <laughs> Um, but uh, but that lemon cake is delicious. Admit it. It was great. I mean, it was great. <laughs> like I had envy over Jenks Day breakfast, but it was unbelievable too. It was great. So what I would I like a variety of food. I'm mez I like mezzas, you know, like the or tapas. Yeah. Mezza is the Turkish version of it. Small little appetizers, tons of little small appetizers. 
So you can't do that here in America, really. So what I do is I go, oh, forget it. I'm gonna splurge at the restaurant and then I'll eat it for three days afterwards. Right. So I'll get the lemon cake and normally I would take half of that home if I'm eating alone. But when I'm with the guys and I order the lemon cake, everybody goes, ah, shake with the lemon cake, let me get some. <laughs> okay, so yeah. there's never any left, okay, never, yeah. okay. And then I'll order two other things and I'll only eat like half or a quarter of them. Like right. I'll yeah, order, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'll order pastrami, like salami sandwich, and two sunny side up eggs yeah. after the lemon cake, and I'll dip the salami sandwich into the sunny side eggs. Yeah, and eat that. But the other half of the sandwich, I I take home. Is yeah, yeah. No, no. My brother, he wastes. So my brother, when he he's in the food business, but he also loves food and you know different recipes and spices and everything. And so when he goes to places like a farmers market or a food hall or something like that, he'll eat like 18 things, but it'll take one or two bites of 18 different things. He wouldn't, it takes some home, I guess, but he also probably throws a lot of it away. But he's able to do that. And, and that's, to me, that's kind of, it's related to it. So what do you think? Is half a lemon cake, uh, two sunny side up eggs, and half a salami sandwich, is that an outrageously, uh, like, that's, is that a lot of breakfast? Or is that like, well, I mean, maybe it's not that much. It depends if you're asking like me or a cardiologist. So <laughs> no, I'm not asking for a cardiologist. If you eat any yeah. other celery, in right? Then you're you're killing yourself, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's a lot of breakfast. I, guess. I It's not really a breakfast, is the thing. <laughs> it's, it's just, well, that's nothing. What do you mean? It's got eggs. Yeah, that's true. It does have eggs. Yeah, and butter. Yeah. Um, Kyle C.H. wrote in, did Jenk accidentally come up with YOLO and not realize it? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't realize I was saying YOLO, but yes, I know YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, but I haven't had a Jenk's day in probably a decade. Really? Yeah. So like when you do your, your Florida trip, which I, have you, I guess I don't know what COVID Well, I, I, I kind of did a Florida trip about a year ago. Because uh, I don't know if you know this guy, Patrick Bet David. Uh, he's a, he's a kind of a right winger, but not a crazy right winger. I, I think yeah. uh, he invited me uh, to his show, and I thought, well, it looks inoffensive enough, right, right. for a right winger. Yeah, and uh, and he paid for the trip, right? So I was like, yeah, okay. Right. I'll and then you added a couple of days onto it. Yes, Florida exactly. Trip. And so, so, but aren't those jank jank days in there? That's the thing, man. These days, I'm so intensely busy with work that there isn't like even if I'm in so Miami, even on your Florida trip, even in Miami, even on a Saturday, I'm gonna have to do a couple hours of work. Right, right, right. And so I got to do a call. I got to do this. I got to do that. Right. right? And uh, and so I haven't officially done one. But now right. that we're talking about it, I'm jonesing for yeah, one. Yeah, you you got to be due. Yeah. yeah, but I, mean, I feel like. That's the thing when you have kids, like young kids, 12 and 10. Yeah. Okay. Like Owen's what, 17? 18. 18 now. Wow. Yeah. We have so, a story. I have, a, I have an Owen hockey story that we can tell later in the show, too. Okay, good. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll do that next. Yeah. So, but when you have an 18 year old, if you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to take the day off to do something, he's like, Boom, see you later. Yeah. Right. I imagine that's how I was at 18. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it starts and, earlier than that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But at 12 and 10, they're like, Baba, 
Right. Where are you going? Yeah. Right? It feels like almost like a betrayal of to spend a day on yourself. Of course. Maybe this is partly like what's driving the what do I do if there's only two years left? Right. Like, am I allowed to be more selfish? But kids at that age are at their most selfish in a way. I mean, kids are naturally selfish. They're supposed to be because you can't be self fulfilling at that age for the most part. But you know, they, we were all kids. And so you have no idea what everybody else is doing when you're a kid. So mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, Owen, for example, you know, will say, pick me up here, go there, do this, I'll be done at three, then we got to go here, we got to. And he doesn't realize that when he's at school or wherever he is, there's a whole other life happening for me. There's not as much of it as I'd like for there to be right now, but but but, but he shouldn't know that, right? Because that, their minds are not trained in that way, and because they and so there's a selfishness about being a kid when you are certainly when you're 12, because you're reliant on everybody else to pay attention to you at that point. But as it goes away, you kind of miss it, you know. And and when they get older, even older to where he is now, you you miss that reliance. Oh, on, yeah, yeah. But sure, but you do get sure. your time, and that's why. When they leave, I would imagine it's unbelievable, right? I mean, because like you, you as much as you know, people say, "Oh, great, everybody's an empty nest. I get to do whatever I want." You kind of only want to do stuff with them. For in my case, yeah. But but then you know, you don't really quite know what to do because they they've taken up so much of your time for so long. No, yeah, and look, I'm like I really enjoy my time with my kids, so. So I wouldn't do it any other way, and I know it's precious. Like I know at yeah. some point they're not going to want to spend that time. So don't believe me. I got them in headlocks. They don't <laughs> just have me in a headlock. I have them in a headlock, right? Of course. And so I get it, uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, you think about like I spend so little time on myself. I think that's why this is in my head, right? Yeah. Except the only thing I spend time on is alone time to think. Okay, yeah. so I know I'm unusual in that way, but I, like the other day, I went up for a five-minute walk, uh, and uh, and it turned into a three-hour walk because I was doing like because I was you you just walked out of the house for five minutes and you just yeah kept going. I was just gonna walk around the neighborhood and I wound up walking around the neighborhood take for oranges three off people's streets yeah it could be yeah. you know hey listen uh, you put them out there that's okay. it, yeah that's on you for planting the tree a little bit of old school recall a little flashback <laughs> yeah it's a while back <laughs> but by the way. As if you watch that episode, don't. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I wound up into a three-hour walk because once I start thinking about a, an issue, a problem, something I want to solve, no, oh, it's my favorite thing in the world, and I can't stop. And I just right. got to keep going until I land on it. What okay. was the subject? In that case, um, is. It was a a little bit of um, long term. What do I want to do, right? Right. So obviously, this is what I want to do now, right? But and am I allowed to go for grandiose targets? Okay. Now you, everybody's going to say, "Well, who's stopping you?" Right? Of, yeah. of course, you're allowed to go for whatever the hell you want. Not really. No. If like if if I. If you say to someone that you know, hey, I'm going to try to be X. Yeah. If it's a big enough target, they'll try they'll either a, make fun of you, not believe you, or try to make sure you don't do it. But isn't that's that my experience. But that's isn't that your fuel a little bit too? 
No, not really. I don't like it. <laughs> but I mean, doesn't really? Because I would imagine when you said I'm going to start a network and reach for the stars and do all these things, obviously people supported you f with that decision. But ah, come on, Jank, you can't. Do wasn't wasn't there any of that that made you say I'm going to disprove you? I'm going to do this, and now I do. No, there was so much of that that yeah. it, it, that it was depressing. I see. So it kind of it worked the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like because I got plenty of internal drive. You don't have to egg me on to. No, no, I, I know that. But X, y, I guess that's true. That makes but, sense. But and it's not. And this is the thing, guys. This is not people that have bad intention, right? right? These are usually people who have good intentions for you. They want you to be more realistic and not do. And and to be fair to them, I have crazy plans. But here, let's take this show, right? Yeah. So 21 years ago, when we start, and you're in our living room, Michael, and you come. If I told anyone, right, including the people who most supported me, like my dad and my yeah. friends, etc., who are all wonderfully supportive, right? If I said, um, I think I'm going to get Dan Rather to host a show on this network, and I think we're going to get 22 billion views, uh, and blah blah blah, right? People are like, Chink, you're, come on, man. Stop it, you're being an idiot. Don't do that. Don't. Did you believe you'd get 22 billion views when you were sitting in the living room? Okay, I have two questions, two answers to that. Yeah. One is definitely, the other is of course not. Okay, so now let me explain why they're both, right? If you said to me, you come in one day on a Wednesday and you say, yeah. hey, Cenk, I think you were really onto something here. Yeah. I bet this thing turns into a network and gets 22 billion views. I would have been like, Right. That's kind of crazy. Right. I mean, I love it. Mag. Well, at that point, we said, "What are views?" But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, yeah. yeah, and and I would have thought, no, of course not, right? Um, but at the same time, I always wanted and knew that we would be very large, and and I never doubted it. Like the very first, but people doubted. I doubted it. People I yeah. know, the people we know, doubted it. But they, they everybody didn't doubt did because it because it was reasonable to doubt it. Right, right. I mean, we we didn't doubt you. We didn't doubt your drive or your passion. We yeah. just didn't see it as becoming what it became. Yeah, but I always knew. Yeah. Uh, so the very first interview that I did um, was a Pittsburgh paper because we, Dave Kohler got us on a. Uh, AM radio in Pittsburgh on the weekends. Okay. I that, yeah. So we were on Sirius Satellite Radio, but we were on in Portland, Wichita, Kansas, and Pittsburgh. Those were our three. I remember Pittsburgh. I big stations, big. I don't remember if we had others. I think we did. I think we got onto Seattle at some point and stuff. We were number one. We went from number 16 to number one in Wichita. Okay, in the weekends. So, and it was a very different show, though, to be fair. Yeah. I remember one time we got an email from someone who was crestfallen to find out that Ben and I were progressives. Like he never even knew that we were on the left and he was a right winger and he's like, man, I love you guys. You guys are my favorite show. I told everybody to listen to you guys. And then it turns out you betray me by being left wingers. I remember, but I, I, I don't remember that like an era where all we talked about was nothing. No, no, like, no. The reason is what would, what we did was the Wichita station I think was a little less political. And so remember, it's on the weekends, and we're right. not actually doing it on the weekends. We're taking the weekday shows. Oh, and we pulled the and yeah, Dave that, would chop right. it up and edit it and give them whatever made sense for that right, station. Right. And so he probably gave them all the lighter stuff when we talked about whether short jeans are acceptable or not. Right, right. right. <laughs> that was like a forty-five minute conversation that Jill Pike started, and when Ben caught her lying about what kind of car she drives, 
Uh, so those were hilarious and 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 what what did we do? I just we'd be on in the middle of the night at some point. Right? That was, was Air America, yeah. That was Air America, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so in in so some rando reporter in Pittsburgh is like, I'm gonna interview these guys. I was like, you are? That's awesome. My first interview for the show for the Young right. Turks, right? And uh, and at the very end, he asked the last question. So what's your ultimate goal? And I said. World domination, <laughs> okay, and I was half tongue in cheek, right? Because of course, I mean, we're just right. a tiny little show, but I half kind of meant it, <laughs> okay? And so that's what I thought. But you can't, I can't say the things that are in my head because everyone, including and most especially the people who love me most, will kind of tackle me for it, right? Like, Jang, Jang, what are you doing? Don't. We're gonna write a book called The Point of Life. Right. You're gonna tell people what the freaking point of life is, Jank? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. But I've always felt kind of embarrassed about it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, but not embarrassed to the point where, see, other people would do that. I guess maybe not the person who would do that. But what I'm saying is you have also this steel around you that a lot of people can't have, right? That you're impenetrable to the criticism. And I mean, I know that there's some stuff that has bothered you personally, but but for the most part, you almost feed on that. Not everybody can do that, which is why it is why it is believable and why somebody would say, you know, would not doubt you is because of, of that. Because that's unusual. That's an unusual trait. I mean Bill Clinton had that as a as a person somehow and he was able to just put the blinders on and go ahead and do whatever the hell he wanted because he was impenetrable when it came to criticism. I, I don't think that's a common trait that people have who do this. No, stuff. it's definitely yeah. not. No. Yeah. So we're all terrorized by each other. Right. The nonstop judging, 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 judging. We judge each other to no end. But you don't care, madness. really. I mean, for the most part, you don't care. No, Michael, that's the interesting thing. And my yeah. wife and I had these conversations. Yeah. So for a long time, no, I did care. I cared a lot, but I, but I powered past it, right? Like my internal drive was so strong that I moved I guess, past yeah. the critique. I mean, I guess by that's way, what I mean, now, by the way. That's what now, I mean, yeah. I am actually past it, like, right? Yeah. So like, um, and and I say now as in like pretty recently because, you know, the when I ran for office, looking back at it, that might have been the worst time of my life. Okay. Right. So that like there was so much pressure, so much stress, so much unfair criticism. And at a nuclear level, like national level, New York Times, LA Maybe Times, Bernie standing. pulled his endorsement yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and the stuff that people were writing were so wrong, so vicious, and you never got a chance to respond, right? Right. right. And so Eric Swalwell never pulled his endorsement from me, by the way. So there you go. Yeah. You see, uh, you had one up on me, <laughs> and uh, and so I. It, it's inhuman not to care about that. No, I, I definitely no, care. No, I know it is. I, I guess yeah. I know you cared and you shared when you cared a lot of the times with me and others. But I, I guess the, the ability to care about it, but still push forward is what I- Yeah, what well, I really thank know. you. I appreciate that. But now I've gotten to the point where I actually genuinely don't care. Right. Uh, so. Like you're gonna lie about me, brother? <laughs> Welcome to the party. You're super late, right? Right. Like you're gonna insult me. Oh my God, brothers and sisters, you are so freaking late. We're almost out of dip. 
Okay, <laughs> like you're gonna get the last Coors Light in the fridge. <laughs> okay, hurry up, hurry up. Like now, apparently, I'm a transphobe, even though because you said Coors Light, not Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but like, I will say that I think that I I have probably defended trans rights in this country maybe more than any other person in media, period. Because I've been doing it for 20 years, when it was totally unpopular, when it wasn't even like, no matter what, for about 20 freaking years. And I don't know that I could name anyone in media that's done that. I remember being at Current TV, we had a, a meeting about an LGBTQ story, and somebody said LGBTQT. And I don't remember exactly what you said or what was said, but some people are like, T, we don't really need to put T on, we'll just do LGBTQ. This was early, this is, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. And they're like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta do the T, we gotta be consistent, we gotta be. And that was before anybody was on this issue. It wasn't even an issue at that time. I mean, I guess it was certainly for the people to whom it applied, but it wasn't in the public circle at that time. Yeah. yeah. And if you're talking LGBTQ, I mean, I ripped into Obama and Biden for not legalizing gay marriage until. Five years into, you know, into into Obama's now second term. Or Biden went first, actually. Yeah, Biden went first in 2013, and then Obama followed his second. On and on, but that's not why I tell you that. Because so when now when some Johnny Come Lately comes by and goes, oh, I didn't like one word you used. I'm going to call you a transphobe. I genuinely go, okay, don't care. And then that drives people crazy. No, you're supposed to be shamed. I'm trying why to shame you. Why are people saying you're trans? Sorry for not paying attention, but why do people think you're trans? Because Anna said that she prefers to be called a woman and not a person with a uterus or right. a birthing person. Yeah. And so apparently that was super outrageous, and I didn't fire her. Right. Yeah. So since I didn't fire her for that, I'm a transphobe. Got it. <laughs> it makes sense. Okay, so go cry. Um, uh, woman. You can see now. A little bit different. Anyway, we got so much more, and you got to tell me about. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. That. I'll tell you it's, a, okay. it's an interesting parenting story. Actually. Okay, yeah. so Earthrise, thanks for becoming a new member. Everybody, panic! Hit the join button below the video on YouTube, or go to tyt.com/join because we've got a whole nother episode, and we get to curse in that one. Uh, okay, so we'll see you there in a second.